The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Listeners, hello and welcome. Uh, Before we start this episode, we wanted to just preface by saying we recorded this episode of Idiocracy well in advance of the heinous attacks on the Capitol building, Congress, the America, the democracy that has stood since uh, 1776, uh, uh, the nation as a whole. Uh, we didn't know, because we can't see the, into the future, unfortunately, that these events would take place prior to us recording this episode. And quite frankly, they further bolster the need to cover this this movie and so what we say what we uh what we talk about we're not ignoring what happened it just didn't happen prior to it didn't happen until well after a few two weeks in fact after we recorded this episode so please take that with a grain of salt that we didn't know unfortunately we don't know what we don't know i.e the future and enjoy this episode Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Sean Fritz. And Sean, did you get enough electrolytes today? I didn't last week while in New Hampshire. It's tough being in the field, but I guess I'm young enough to be able to handle it. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, this week I'm recovering with uh, toilet water and... (laughs) Probably another COVID test. We'll see. So we watched a movie that, uh, you know, this this comes up in the movie. Like, what is an electrolyte? And it's I got stuff plants need. I felt like an it's idiot, though, because like I kind of knew. I'm like, I know it's in Gatorade and I know it's like something your body needs. It's some sort of mineral. But I did, I myself didn't know. You, do, you, do you know what an electrolyte is? Yeah, it's stuff plants need. <laughs> It's got electrolytes. So I looked it up. So electrolytes are minerals that carry an electrical charge. They're vital for the health and survival. Um, They spark cell function throughout the body. They support hydration and help the body produce energy. So it's literally these little minerals with electric charges that when they come in contact with your cells are just basically giving them little bursts of electricity. Bursts of energy, basically. It, It helps recovery. It helps provide energy. Electrolytes. Electrolytes. Electric <laughs> might be appropriately named. Like the light version of an electric electric light. Like a small like an orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Um I really want to just get right into this movie, dude, because I you know, you watched it you said you've seen this a million times. This was the first time I'd ever seen it. I hadn't seen this, so let's get into this. We uh, this week we watched Idiocracy. <laughs> 
At the dawn of the 21st century, the Army began a top-secret experiment. Meet Joe Bowers, our first subject for the human hibernation experiment. As you know, this is highly classified. However, if successful, we believe humans can be stored indefinitely. However, the trial run was prone to human error. See you in a year. And Joe slept slightly longer than expected. Half a millennium, to be exact. From Mike Judge, creator of Office Space and Beavis and Butthead. Oh my God! If you were the smartest person in the world... This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your butt. Hang on a second. This one, this one goes in your mouth. And we're stuck with the dumbest people in history. If you have one bucket that holds two gallons and another bucket that holds five gallons, how many buckets do you have? Two? What would you do? Excuse me, um, I'm actually supposed to be getting out of prison. You're in the wrong line. I'm the smartest guy in the world? Says who? The IQ test you took in prison. You got the highest score in history. Even smarter than President Camacho. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of America! In the year 2505. We got this guy. He's gonna fix everything. So you smart, huh? The ordinary will be considered extraordinary. I thought your head would be bigger. Idiocracy. For the smartest guy in the world, you're pretty dumb sometimes. So... We did cover Office Space early in the, in the mm-hmm. you know the birth of Silence Your Phones, um, and he you know he does have a few other you know movies he's done. Um, my, for me, Mike Judge will always be like the memory that I've had with Mike Judge as far back was obviously Beavis and Butthead. That was my first exposure to to Mike Judge's you know uh, sense of humor, and it fit it fit what we needed at that age. It was like yes, this is. You know, idiots, uh, fart, fart jokes. You know, super crass kids, but they were into like heavy metal and rock. And MTV was a big thing too, so they were just sitting around making fun of MTV all day. And I loved it. So when I found out he did a movie, uh, Office Space, I was like, gotta get that, gotta see it. And as we know, we know we discussed it. I loved it. So I didn't think I was gonna watch this. Going, ugh, that was not good. I I went in feeling like, all right, I'm I'm about to get some fun times here. Yeah, the movie is it's it's an entertaining satire of you know, some would say 2005, some would say 2016 through 2020-ish. <laughs> um I'm I'm going to call back to a video on uh that we uh, a video uh, a YouTube channel that I talked about was it last time? I think it was. Yeah, or, uh, or the one Legal before. Eagle. Yeah. Yeah, Le- Legal Eagle on YouTube. He do- he does a series uh within his uh within his YouTube channel called uh, basically it's it blank gets lawyered. So it's a TV show. It's a movie. It's a whatever. And he did idiocracy and, and there's a couple fun video splices that he does when he talks about the president and law enforcement and a bunch of other stuff. So check that out when you get a chance, of course, after you finish listening to our review and after you finish watching the movie to get the full context, it's like watching Spaceballs first and then watching the star Wars movies, which your boy here has done. Wait, is that the way you did it? You did vice yeah. versa? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you said you, you, you've you seen this a million times, right? Like you've seen this a, like uh, a lot. I've seen it enough. Uh, I've seen it enough times to know what happens, what, you know, you know, I've seen it enough to know that um, the movie is definitely, with a lot of Mike Judge things, well ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Uh, and and in some cases, very much a product of its time. We'll get into those later. Uh, but yeah. it's uh, this is probably more of the one that's that duality holds true even more so. Like Office Space is pretty much universal. Mm-hmm. Um, King of the Hill is is hilarious, and it's it was on TV, so of course it was there was a certain metering to it. Yeah, you know, show notes and stuff from the the network. Um, Silicon Valley is pretty good. Oh, I've um, never seen it. It's the first four seasons are quite good. Um, I will, I will regale you with a quote that um, uh, T.J. Miller, his character, his name's Eric Bachman, spelled E-R-I-H, or E-R-I-C-H. So he says his name is Ehrlich, but there's no L in it. So that's the kind of... And he runs a think tank. So anybody that stays at his apartment for free, uh, gets he gets 10% of whatever company that they make in Silicon Valley. There's an episode where a little kid down the street, he's also the joke of the whole neighborhood. So there's a there's a an episode in the second or third season where a little kid takes the bike from one of the nebbish adult not nebbish uh, sissy wussy <laughs> let's say wussy kids that uh, adults that lives in his uh, you could use the, the the words they used in idiocracy dude if you want <laughs> yeah yeah let me just yeah just bleep all these out beep 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 beep, beep. there there uh, my 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 words have been canceled but don't cancel me yeah I'm just repeating what I hear exactly. it's like a little kid right. <laughs> So one of the characters who can't stand up for himself in Silicon Valley, his his bicycle is is taken by a little kid in the neighborhood. So then Ehrlich and like three computer nerds walking behind him, uh, like a general going to war, uh, <laughs> comes up to the kid. The kid's on the bike and he stops and the kid starts mouthing off to him and he says to the little kid, you just brought piss to a shit fight and smacks the kid across the face. <laughs> It's the most ridiculous. Depra- like I had to stop it, back it up, and this was before I watched closed captioning. So this was BC. Yeah, I had to turn on the captions just to see what he said, and of course he said yes. In fact, you just brought piss to a shit fight and smacked the kid across the face. Oh, it is God. ridiculous, but it's also hilarious yeah. because who does that? Mike a, Judge, a, a crazy person, but like it is a good. It is a good show, very well written, very well acted, nice. great actors, and and you feel for the actors, which is the characters, which is what you're the the proper characters, yeah, which is what you're supposed to do. I'll have to check it out. Like I said, it's, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Mike Judge. I'm a fan of his humor. Um, you know, he he, like you said, the sh- the movie we watched was a product of its time as well. So like when you look at it that way, you have to understand the use of you know what it, how he's basically you know hit the, the style of humor at that time. But I don't know. I you're right. He's always felt like he's been way ahead of his time in terms of commentary and being able to see the world a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get into the plot. Um, you know this one very well, so let's, I'm going to let you tell the people at home what this plot is. Sure. It's pretty simple. Luke Wilson is a very, very much average. <laughs> Do you like all those charts yeah, too? Yeah. Average, average, yeah. average. <laughs> uh, by way of line graphs, they prove that Luke Wilson's character, Joe somebody or other, yeah. which is pretty much not his name at the end of the, se- at the, end of the movie, uh, Joe is very average. He and... 
so much so that he is so average that he doesn't even have a family, uh, friends, extended family. He sits in the library in the basement, in the sub-basement of somewhere, and watches TV all day uh, to the point where he is uh, forcefully volunteered to be cryo-frozen for a year. Yes, he's voluntold. Uh, yeah, yes, more or less. And Maya Rudolph, um, her character is, uh, let's see, Rita. Uh, she is the most, quote, average person that they could find in the private sector because they couldn't find anyone as average as Joe in within the military. So Mike Judge, did you like that cameo? Yeah, yes. Uh, showing cool. up. He's like, he's like Todd Phillips. He shows up in like the most yeah. random places in, in within his own movies. Um, so he, uh, they are frozen, and uh, by and uh, Rita was uh, paid slightly, and yeah, well, Mike Judge street, had to. She's a streetwalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and her boyfriend or pimp upgrade, spelled with two D's for a double dose of pimping. Dude, I was dying. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be great. The beginning is amazing. That whole that that whole yeah. scene with the with, with know, the clicker the and, like, and everything. We dude. had to get in. Yeah, he's like, he he really wanted to show those. Like he had uh, pimp relations, and they're he like was doing PR they're like, for the pimp on, relations. Let's get it yeah. going. He's like, get to the point. Yeah, which is what all of our listeners are now saying. Get to the point. <laughs> um, so they are cryo frozen for what is supposed to be a year, but apparently there's no timer on these devices on these undertaker coffins right they were relying yeah. on the guy that sealed them in mm-hmm. to make sure he opens them in a year he's so he's supposed to be putting a reminder in his calendar basically yeah, yeah. I, I think his outlook account was canceled before <laughs> that year was up because he's indicted on uh what a prostitution ring Pimpin'. in the military uh, so then 500 years later after the great garbage avalanche which is a funny <laughs> sentence uh it it jimmies and shakes these things to the point where Joe's coffin, his cryo tube is unfrozen in Frito, who becomes his lawyer, hilariously, uh, uh, in his high rise apartment. And, you know, through hijinks and, and whatnot, Joe is in jail, talks his way out of jail. Rita is unfrozen as well. And she gets arrested for being a prostitute and not putting out i love how he got out of jail too he's just yeah. in a line where he's supposed to be going in jail and he sees a door the revolving door for people that are going out and he's just like hey i think i'm in the wrong line i'm supposed to be leaving jail they're yeah. like oh yeah idiot yeah, you're in the line, there. D- wrong line dumbass yeah he talks his way so he talks his way oh, out of jail great. uh and then he eventually gets picked up for not having um uh the bar the universal barcode on his wrist mm-hmm. i know that was first right yeah, that's how he got Either in jail way, it, initially. It's a, it's a small plot point. His he's renamed not sure because he's trying to reason with a machine, uh, and effectively, big plot point over five hundred years, people have gotten dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber to the point where two hundred years ago, the main the main problem that needs to be resolved in the uh, in the story is that they've been putting the equivalent of Gatorade on plants, and through salt buildup. It has crystallized and nothing grows. Therefore, there's a dust bowl. It's basically uh, replaced water with Gatorade. That's what they did. The yeah. only, way, only place that's using water is the toilet. <laughs> In the toilet, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Joe becomes a temporary member of the presidential cabinet uh, to the point where he can't produce results in a week. So they take him to rehabilitation where they either run him over with a giant lawnmower or they destroy him with these gigantic trucks that 
are all sex toys, dude. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a giant floppy. <laughs> one's like the one's like the drill thing. The drill dough. The other drill one's like a, a butt butt plug something. Or other. Yeah, drill dough. <laughs> uh, was it? Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, one's like a. Oh, I think ass fister was one <laughs> of them, and just like come on. And then the the third one, which was too big to get through the door, Beef Supreme, who was played by Luke Wilson's brother. Um, Wait, was that th- Owen? That wasn't Owen, was it? No, no, no. They have a third brother oh, that's in acting. Did not know that. Yeah, he's not really the best uh, guy. We'll get in there. We'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so eventually, Beef Supreme. Uh, has a flamethrower in this giant Roman pit and Joe has his smarts. Yeah. And, and uh, eventually Frito goes to Starbucks to get an extra hot latte with the cameraman. They forget, they remember that they have to, uh, he, in a Scooby-Doo moment, he punches the camera guy in the face to, and then the camera lands on the field, the crop field. And at that point, uh, Rita, who happened to talk her way into the control room, Shows the, uh, you know, switches camera, says, oh, here it is. And then the uh, president, Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho, <laughs> five-time SmackDown champion and, and regaled porn star, played by Terry Crews in his best Uncle Sam outfit, by the way. Oh, it's amazing. Isn't that thing awesome? Yes. Uh, he then gives, not sure, Joe, a full presidential pardon. Eventually, Joe becomes vice president, then president. And then him and Rita have three children who are the smartest kids in the world. Rita has eight wives with 32 of the dumbest children in the world. And then there's a post-credit scene. Which was amazing. I was not expecting it. I was I like, wait a second. I never saw this scene. Doing I, never, oh, I never waited for it. Really? I never waited. No, because in 2006, it wasn't a thing. It's so amazing, dude. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh. And so then I had to look up immediately. was like, were they going to work on a sequel? Like, you know what I mean? He's just coming at them looking for his money. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that's basically the plot. Um, let's, let's go over some of that stuff. So at the very beginning of the film, it opens up with a, a voiceover that discusses how, you know, over time, intelligent people, you know, just start at, at a point into the two thousands, they started really thinking, you know, like we'd be dumb if we're having a kid right now, the world is in such a shit state. We should not have kids. Whereas mm-hmm. people with lower IQs, um, like what was his name? Cleavon. <laughs> they focused on this one guy named Cleavon mm-hmm. and his wife, and that they're just. She's like, "Shit, I'm pregnant again." <laughs> and then they just keep reproducing, and he's, and it basically just shows all of these people with lower IQs reproducing. Oh, he was also, he got the 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 neighbor. Oh li- yeah. the neighbor lady pregnant. Oh yeah, all over the place. People. His son is his, getting his everybody son. pregnant. I'm gonna f all you tonight. He's <laughs> sixteen. <laughs> Um, Genius, but yeah. So the the idea is is that over time everybody just got dumber, and this ended up happening while you know Joe and and Rita were in cryo or Rita is that her name? No, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, or in the the cryogenic state, right? In this in this sleep thing. Um, so that's that's one of the things when we see the future, everything about the future is is like. It, take take you know uh, what do you call them energy drinks? Those commercials is basically what the future looks like. Everything looks like it's it's sponsored by energy drinks. Um, everything every single institution you know, banks, coffee store, you know, lawyers. It doesn't matter what it is. 
uh, it's it's either what is it? It's it's a, uh, it's basically all sexified. There's everything mm-hmm. is tied to sex. So when when Sean's mentioning that the you know towards the end of the film, uh, the character of Frito um, goes Black off and money. Get, he goes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like money. Um, he goes to Starbucks for a, a, a what is it? An extra hot latte? Yes, extra hot in air quotes. Basically, that's it's a strip club as well. So Starbucks in the future is also a strip club. <laughs> I don't think it's a strip club because or is it a earlier house? in the movie he says he says oh I wish there was a Starbucks around here he's like this is no time for a handy oh okay <laughs> it's a it's a Jack Shack that's right um, so that's one of the big pieces like is that everything it's a brothel not a Jack is Shack. absolutely insane they discuss how as everything went you know like the IQ continued to plunge in the future uh, humans spoke with a weird like. Uh, combination yeah. of, of valley girl <laughs> grunt it was like valley girl grunting and vernacular redneck. and a series of grunts yeah it said redneck that and it was oh and um was it latino or or like latino gangbanger or something they're just walking around calling each other vato and essay <laughs> <laughs> oh god dude this was it was so good it was such a funny plot man and I liked it, but I got to tell you, I didn't expect the end. I really thought there was going to be some sort of time machine, something for him to go. Like, I thought this was going to be the story. It was. Did you see how it was spelled? <laughs> see how everything was spelled in this movie? Did you catch the Jack in the Box sponsorship on the uh, wall? On like the, No. The, it, was, it was Jack on the Box. <laughs> U-H-O-O-N. And that was a big thing in this film is that they talked about how like everyone misspelled things and even mispronounced things like ecomony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Economy. the ecomony. Yeah. I was like, what the? Did he say ecomony? <laughs> oh, man, dude. I thought this was brilliant. I, uh, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Judge, again, is, is just ahead of himself at this time in 2004, right? 2004? 2006. Uh, six. 2006. Six is when it came out, yeah. Um, the the commentary, the things he's saying, it's like that's that's what fourteen years ago, and some of that is just is, I mean, look at where we are with the Kardashians. Look at we got Honey Boo Boo since that time, and now like we like do you the know Cash Me saying? Outside girl. Do you see what I'm saying? So like he knew he could see this is where we're going. Um, yeah, he's just ahead of his time with that, but uh. The beats, the way this all just kind of plays out. It, it, this is a movie that definitely I really, really enjoyed. I, you could follow it along. The storyline was was uh, you know it's it's not super complex, um, and it's genuinely funny. There's a lot of really funny like uh, visual gags, um, actual jokes, spoken jokes, things that are said. The fact that Costco is as big as it is, <laughs> it's like Got his a law degree. It's he like was, a he was city. lucky because. His dad was an alumni, <laughs> Did you, so he was able to get a get a. They're get walking. In. They're walking through Costco, and there's all. I mean, it's just you know aisles and aisles and sections and sections, and they've been. Wa- he said something about like it's about an hour away from here, <laughs> so <laughs> they're going through this thing, and in the background, there's a crashed plane just just mm-hmm. smashed into the side of one of these things, and that's the idea is that as people got dumber. Um, they just didn't care. So things got piled up. Trash got piled up. You know, planes go down. Sure. Just leave it there. Doesn't matter. Keep going. 
Did um, you notice the two buildings that were tied together <laughs> when he looked out at the hospital? One of them's like one of them's leaning on the other, and then the other one in the distance, they're falling apart. Mm-hmm. So it's just roped just off. Wrapped. I love the name of the hospital. Like it, they, they didn't like plan it out, so they got to the end of like oh, the side. Went down. The letters go down the side. H O S P I, and then T A L down the side of it. Jeez. Um, yeah, brilliant, dude. This the plot is you know the idea behind this movie is is freaking hilarious. Um, and then the way they execute it, it was great. You know, every piece of it. The, like I said, the only thing that threw me off was the end. I did not expect that, but I like it. I do like the way they ended it. And and in my in in my rambling of a plot summary, upgrade was Rita's pimp, and she was scared that he was going to find her. And she's like, he's going to find a way to get here. Doesn't matter what to get my money. And that post credit scene where upgrade was his pod open was like. <laughs> this, like I don't know where I just like oh fast forward fast forward through the credits you know yeah. just to get to the end and I guess I'm so like programmed to do that now because on certain things if you don't like on streaming if you mm-hmm. don't fast forward to the end it's like hey finish watching this asshole yeah like, that's the, so but I don't want to watch the credits they're just words who who reads words yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um but yeah dude when I saw him pop out I was like oh this is brilliant then I was thinking this is 2006 they were doing post credit scenes back then. No, they weren't. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get that bitch. And he just walks <laughs> off and just struts away. Yeah. Puts uh, his hat on <laughs> with his swagger. Oh, man. So good. So good. Um, all right. Let's get into the cast, man, because this has got a, a decent cast. Oh, wait. Hold well, let's, on. What? Let's wait. Yeah. So the story was good, but the script, there were some questionable things in tw- in the year 2020 that were in the script. Yes. Uh, such as words. words we, we, we will not repeat them. Yes, but definitely. It are, doesn't. It does not age well with some of the some of the ways. Uh, well, I guess that's the point too. In two thousand six, I think even in two thousand six, using that type of language wasn't the greatest, mm-hmm. right? I think we were on the on the maybe on the verge of wokeness, um, but not I, not like not like it is in twenty twenty. But yeah. But I think that's the idea is I think they're saying that because IQs just continued to go that way, there wasn't any kind of sense of of, uh, of decorum. Exactly. So dropping, you know, F bombs. And when I say F, I'm not talking about fuck because I don't mind saying that. But we're talking about racial epithet. Well, there's homosexuality. There's a sexual epithet. There's N N words. uh, There's mental epithets. Oh God! Um, yeah, <laughs> it was the doctor you know what? too, dude. The yeah, doctor's like, talking you know, you're about all my fucked up and shit. Yeah. Oh God. There's uh, there's um, if this movie came out, so okay, so when in 2006, first we were both working professionals. Yes. However, maybe like five years before that, I had I had just graduated co- uh, college, geez, high school. And you were probably just out of high school, maybe a year or two by then. I was in 2006. No, nah, I oh, was out of high school in oh, 2001. 2001 oh, five okay. years before this movie came out. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, yeah, I had yeah. just graduated high school. You I'm were a couple years a year out. Or two out. Yeah. yeah. So this was probably more in line at that time. Yes. With with what was considered quote acceptable, yes. or at least you didn't get looks like you do now because yes. you break out any of these words and you're like you're a monster, yeah. which rightfully slow, right? Rightfully so. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's very jarring to hear because they have been taken out of the lexicon. Yes, exactly. Uh, like I heard a stand-up comedian use one of these words. Let's just say it's the uh, the R word. Okay, and and uh, people were like, because he was saying he is mentally retarded, mm-hmm. not that guy is so. Yeah, you know, f- fill in the blank yourself. And 
like there was this huge backlash, take it down off Netflix. It's like he is describing someone's state of being. It's in the or DSM someone's, five. Someone's like medical that's the, affliction. That's the actual not his state of being. Yeah. It's, it's the an actual, actual diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, All right, let's just do this. This person could be a special Olympian. And that got people even more heated. Yeah. Like, you can't say that, but I can't be a special <laughs> Olympian because I don't meet the qualifications. Nothing for that diagnosis, against, correct. Exactly. There is a specific set of qualifications. I don't meet any of them. He was simply in a different way because apparently, you know, there was a big to-do about him saying that this person has a mental, a medical diagnosis of mm-hmm. mental retardation of whatever the thing was. And there was this big to-do, like, you can't say that word. It's like, but I'm describing a medical condition. It's like saying penis instead of dick or yeah. vagina instead of pussy. Yeah. You know, same idea. Yeah. And you know, it, it was just kind of, it was, I thought it was hilarious because the backlash even more so to the point where he also leaned into it a little harder. Oh uh, yeah. It's Tom, it's Tom Segura, by the way. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and, um, you know, draw your own conclusions. It's funny. I liked it. Anyways, back <laughs> but, to the show. But you're right. Like the idea is, is that in 2006, if this, that's what, 14 years ago, this is a little bit more accepted even to be used this way. Nowadays, if they remade this movie, Ooh. I don't know that they would use that. I really don't. I think they would be able, they would do, I think they'd have to come up with other creative ways to kind of show ignorance, you know, by the, with, with the people at that time. Um, Maybe, maybe you know, insinuations and not the actual words, whereas here it was the actual words. Quick cuts to, like, something else. Like, quick cut to, like, <laughs> you're sober. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, dude, it's definitely uh, the the script. It's great. It's hilarious. And, it's, and I think maybe we can find the humor in it because we grew up at that time and we were around that kind of thing. So we understand the connotations. We know that this isn't actually actual hate speech. You know, mm-hmm. it's actually a commentary on that, that. If we just continue to let things go without, you know, anyone, you know, enlightening themselves, making themselves smarter, whatever the case is learning and growing. Yes. You're going to, you're going to end up this way. So, uh, yeah, it's a good, that's a good point to make in terms of this, this movie and plot. Um, all right, let's get into the actors and the acting. Oh, man. So Luke Wilson plays Joe Bowers, dude. Luke Wilson, I like this guy. He doesn't, so his style of acting is, it feels like he just is acts like himself, and then that's just the character. Yeah, more or less. Because he's the same character, he's the same character as the, as in, um, what's, what's the movie, uh, um, Old school? Old school, yes. Uh, bas- he's kind of like, just meh, meh. Yeah, basically any of them, right? So, but it's funny because he, I feel like the, the, the casting of Luke Wilson's perfect when you're looking for the most average. Average, yeah. <laughs> right? He stand out. He's blonde hair. <laughs> no. You know, he's just kind of there. Just very unassuming. And he's just got this way Dude. of just being like, man, I just want to kind of, you know, relax. I don't want to do much. He's like a um, like a toned down Luke Wilson, you know, his brother. Wow. But yeah, exactly. He's not that. He's not like, well, you know, he yeah. doesn't have the like the flat nose and the blonde hair and the, you know, he's just kind of there, average, <laughs> serviceable, like um, Josh Jamel in Transformers as a as a military member. There you go. Yeah. Um, but he he's good, dude. But he plays this role perfectly because it's exactly what you need, and and he does a great job in terms of that confused like 
wait a sec. The first time he sees it, he's like, wow, that's a weird misprint when he sees the mm-hmm. date on a magazine. And then he sees it on the calendar and he sees it elsewhere. And he's like, wait, what? Like he does that well. There's nothing in, in his performance that makes me feel like it's not believable or he can't be this character that's from, you know, 2006 that is now 500 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Maya Rudolph. I freaking love Maya Rudolph, dude. I love her in SNL. I love her in almost every movie she's in. Um, she she is somebody who plays. I mean, she's not. It's different every time. You know, mm-hmm. there are little little like, I don't know, little little spices or flavors that she throws in where it's always kind of like you could tell that's a Maya Rudolph character. But overall, she just kills it every time she plays a character for me. And she's great when he go when she goes like way off the reservation, you know, and just does. <laughs> You know, like, what is going on here? Like, okay, example, like in Bridesmaids, where at the very end where they start playing Wilson Phillips and she just starts dancing all over the place. Yep. And you're like, what is she doing? Yep. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to sit here and, and just be transfixed and just, what the hell? Yeah, she does play this character. It's it's uh it's a subdued type. It's not like it's it's not like bridesmaids comedy. It's not out there. Mm-hmm. It's more subdued. But she does play this this character well, and she's she's good at it because I'm watching her and I'm picking up on things, even like her facial features and things she's doing. And when towards the end, as Joe continues to refer to her painting, uh, like you make sure you keep painting right, and you probably shouldn't date the guy that's also your manager, kind of a thing. Like mm-hmm. her face, you could see in her mind, it's like she's thinking, oh, he's so sweet. He has no clue. Like th- it's just too sweet that this guy has no clue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, I think Maya Rudolph's great. Uh, Dax Shepard. Frito. Uh, and it's F-R-I-T-O. And his last name, Pendejo. <laughs> Frito Pendejo, dude. Was that like Frito asshole? <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Um, what do you think of Dax Shepard, man? So I'm watching this, and I had this thought when they're in Costco waiting for the shuttle about how he's <laughs> talking about how he likes to he he wants to get all up in that, and then pantomiming how he likes to his his <laughs> technique, which is that of every 15 year old kid that has never had to use his technique. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he's, which is uh, great, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a beautiful because. It, Unless that's to him, he's just showing this guy as being that way. It really does come across. For me, it was like, oh, he's obviously not had sex before. I mean, he's, unless he's like, I don't know, unless she's wrapped in a blanket and he's trying to pick her up. That's, <laughs> I, I don't know what, what, what he was doing. That's not technique that I've ever, <laughs> ever, you know, done the math on. <clears throat> but, you know, it's. Uh, Leave me alone. I'm baiting. Yeah, jeez. That's. <laughs> The masturbation channel. And the oh, guy's got God. one big right arm. That's an old Martin Lawrence joke, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. off of "You So Crazy." Um, but yeah, so here when I saw when I saw the uh, his technique, I thought, <laughs> what was his process in creating this character? <laughs> the way he talks. I mean, it, it. He's got kind of a lisp. Sounds like he's got a, a mouth guard in or something. Chipmunk, or like chipmunk cheeks. Something like that, yeah. But yeah, yeah. You're like, I, I like sex. I like, mo- I like money. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got like this, like his mouth just, like he's a mouth breather. Is really, I mean, everybody in the future is a mouth breather, but you know, it's like, I like money. Yeah. I like sex. Back and, that ass and up. Then anytime, get all up in it. And then anytime there was something where he couldn't, like, 
it required way too much brain processing mm-hmm. happening. He started. He was like he was malfunctioning. He was like, uh, uh, does d- not compute. Uh, <laughs> Failure so good, imminent. Dude. Shut down. Shut so down. So good. <laughs> um, and it works too, man. The way he plays it because Dax Shepard, you know, I think he came on the scene back in the day with uh, what's his name um, from the the Punked series, right? Oh, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah he, he was w- one of the. He was one of the guys, but that was like early 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think he did any. Like, that's the first time we ever saw Dax Shepard, I think, because at least for me, that's the first time I had ever seen him. And then he started doing, you know, comedies so and, and things like that. Punk started 2003. Okay. That was on TV, and it ran for nine years. Oof. Oof. Uh, for 50, he was on 56 episodes. Uh, it doesn't say, I guess he was on, in that nine year span, he was yeah. on 56 episodes. No, I think first. I think it was only the first few, and then he and then as he's his acting started take, picking up, he wasn't he on that anymore. Yeah, um, his first movie that I've ever heard of. Well, he was in a, a movie that I've never heard of called Hair Shirt in 1998. His uh, role was guy vomiting at party. Oh, so easily you know that an was indie a, film, yeah, yeah. But then he was in Cheaper by the Dozen um, in 2003, Without a Paddle in 2004. I remember him in Without a Paddle. I still haven't seen that because my mom says it's hilarious, so that means it's not. <laughs> uh, but his 2006 was his big breakout role. Employee with employee of the Month. Yep. Idiocracy. Yep. Let's Go to Prison. And, um, you know, Baby Mama in 2008, because I've never heard of these two in... 2007 yeah so but at that time when you see somebody like dax and especially being a part of like the punked crew and those guys um he just does he came he came off as doofus doofish like Mm -hmm. but but almost in that kind of like uh like in a charming schoolboy kind of a way like you 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 felt like you you liked him or you knew him as a friend um so he plays this character perfect i think he he plays a simpleton very well (laughs) i like money (laughs) Yes. Well, he's trying to. He's like, okay. So what's third? Thirty minus twenty. What's that? Goes, that's what he goes. He's like, so if it pays twenty, how much does that leave me? Yeah, eighty. He's like, oh, I like money. Um, yeah, dude. Dax Shepard, great, great casting for this character. Now, President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. My God! So I saw the name right on on the opening credits. I, I so I knew he was in this film. I did not expect him to be this guy, and when he came out with the long flowing hair, the big giant metal medallion, and that that Uncle Sam suit, sold. I was in. I'm like, okay, this is about to get even better. Like I was already enjoying it, right? But that was it. I was like, this is gonna be great. Notice the teleprompter. <laughs> First word, shit. <laughs> you know? Shit. People be starving and stuff. All this <laughs> hunger. People are all pissed off at him. He pulls out a machine gun and just starts letting loose. I told, didn't I tell you about that last week? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was so good. Um, Terry Crews plays this character so good. He really does. Now, I like Terry Crews. You know, I, I see him mm-hmm. on, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so uh, I'm a huge fan of the show. Uh, and I've seen him in other f- films and things as well. But this man, this character for me is is now an iconic character. Like, I have to find, I don't know, a print or something. I need, a, I need this President Camacho on my wall somehow. Get Will Rod to do something. There you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe I'll have a whole series. I'll have like everybody doing a version. I'll have Will Rod do it. I'll have Johnny do a version Ooh. of him. Like the many faces of Terry <laughs> Crews. <laughs> but dude, this character, man, the way he played him, so on point. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. A big departure from his from his uh, McDoubles carrying uh, character from The Longest Yard. Oh, With I don't Adam remember Sandler. that film. I, I saw it. I don't remember it much. I'll have to go back to you that. Didn't, you didn't miss much, but he's basically, he's got like, he reaches into his pants and he pulls out a, a like a McDouble all the time. Like, no matter, like, he uses it as currency. <laughs> so, so do you think it's that Terry Crews has this kind of bizarre sense of humor? Or So maybe he sees these characters and he's like, oh, this is how I want to do it. Because maybe this character initially wasn't supposed to look <laughs> the way he does. I mean, I'd be surprised. I'd like to look into that. But it does feel like when it does come to these kinds of comedies that he does seem to uh, go towards those characters that are really kind of off kooky you know zany at times things that you don't expect a big muscle-bound black man to play well and i think that's part of it too is that he leans into yes this is how i look (laughs) but like in white chicks yes exactly exactly you know or in um what's that movie with adam sandler and kevin james where they're the uh no larry chuck and larry oh yeah but that was michael clark duncan another guy that does you know like like in ricky bobby when michael clark duncan was like he was singing something. I like yeah, how he was like, "Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby!" Yeah. It's all crying and shit. Yeah, and they're like with the the, the knife scene where he's like, "I'm gonna stab myself right in the leg right now." And he's like, "Don't you do that!" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but dude, you know, I think I think because they have that look, you know, like you said, a very menacing looking, very intimidating, large, tall, black, muscular man. You're like, "I'm gonna get my ass whooped," and then he's like, "Well, I'm gonna pull out this machine gun and I'm gonna say shit a lot," but you know, I'm going to be completely opposite at the end. And it's, uh, it's, I don't know, maybe they use it to break down stereotypes. Maybe they use it to, you know, as a commentary on things. I, I don't know. It's but, great. You know, it, it seems to work. Oh, heck know? yeah, dude. Definitely. Um, earlier in the film, when he first comes out of, of, of this stasis, this cryo, not, I keep saying cryo, but there's no ice in, involved here. There's no sub-zero. Um, this long sleep, right? This hibernation. He ends up going to the hospital. And when I saw the doctor come out, I was like, oh, this is great. Justin Long. Um, I am, again, this is another another actor that I do enjoy a lot of his work, a lot of the stuff he does. And mm-hmm. he def- definitely, when he is in comedies, where he's not the main, like, the main character, uh, it, it, I've always, I have seen Justin Long go for these kind of off the wall, you know, mm-hmm. kinds of performances, and <laughs> this is the one where he's calling him essay right away, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's not Hispanic at all. <laughs> no, but with that with that little rat stash, he might as well look it to a degree. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Um, but again, you know, the 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 one part that kind of threw you immediately again was here goes here goes some of those words. You're like, oof can't say that anymore Mm-mm. but it's still funny and so you're kind of looking over your shoulder to make sure nobody's seeing you laugh um wear headphones david herman so the guy who plays the secretary of state where else have i seen him because i couldn't i i feel like i'm like is he he's in office space right he plays michael bolton oh he is i thought so I but he looks so. a little different his yes. hair makes him look different and you know who he kind of looks like in this who he kind of looks like a silly mike myers Yes, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, 
yeah, I remember him. For, he, he's definitely Office Space, but I was at, at first I couldn't place it. It was just like, wait a second. Um, he's great, you know, and I love that. All of all of the president's cabinet are all the secretary of all these things, and you're just like, what? Um, they all have shirts that say what they are on the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> they all have like their own my, special medallion, and then it's yeah. written down the side, like the Harley Davidson shirts. Yeah, like if I had a, well, we should do that, Chris. We should have on one sleeve. We should have like co-host. <laughs> Like podcast co host and on the other one have like whatever our show is that we do. Oh, that that could be worked out. Uh, Beef Supreme. This is the this is the guy that uh, you said was uh, Andrew Wilson. This is Owen Will or Luke and Owen Wilson's brother. When he first came out at at first first, there was almost like this kind of um, his face almost looked like one of the the um, who who's it that plays Thor Hemsworth, one of the oh, Hemsworth, Hemsworth brothers. Yeah. Like just for a flash, and I was just like, "Wait, this is 2006. I don't think that's one of the Hemsworths." Um, And but, I mean, not much. Momoa, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of Momoa in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Not much happening with this character. The idea was, is he's kind of like this, this gladiator, the best of the gladiators, if you will, Uh, and just a lot of movement, right? No talking really, and it was funny. It was pretty funny his performance. But I mean, until you told me he was Wilson's brother, Luke Wilson's brother, I was like, "Huh." This guy's pretty funny. He's all right. Um, <laughs> Upgrade, played by Brad Scarface Jordan. Um, he is a member of the Ghetto Boys. So here's another tie for you, right? Mike mm-hmm. Judge is a huge fan of the Ghetto Boys. Um, Damn, it feels good to be a gangster is featured on Office <laughs> Space. So it must have been awesome for him to get one of the guys to actually play a role in the film. And he ends up playing <laughs> Upgrade with two. Here's how we spell it. U-P-G-R-A-Y-E-D-D. <laughs> two Ds for a double dose of pimping. Dude, I was laughing as soon as he said that. I, th- I was like, this is so good. This is The writing on this is just so good right now. The characters are amazing, too. Oh, Thomas Hayden Church, dude. <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church. How funny is that? The guy from um, Sideways and Sandman yes. from the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man 3. Yes. Oh, that's right. He was in Sideways with what's his name? Um, Paul Giamatti. Yes, Giamatti. Uh, he ends up playing the CEO of of the energy drink Brondo. Brondo. Yeah, but and, and it's just a... It's just a small little cameo. I think he was thrown in there, but it's funny though. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> He's just losing his shit as everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, the computer did that thing where it lays everybody off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the one who played the attorney general, her name is Sarah Rue. Um, I don't recognize her. I don't really think mm-hmm. I've seen her much in things, but she was funny. I thought she did a pretty good. Uh, um, a, a good job in this role. She kind of reminded me of, have you seen the show, uh, the good place? No. Okay. There's a character on the good place. That's considered a simulated. It's, it's, uh, artificial intelligence. And that's what she reminded me of in this movie. She's very much that kind of an affect. I think, I think she's probably just trying. I think the character is just supposed to be the girl that's there to look at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think that's really what they're just going for there. Um, Anything else you want to say on the cast or the acting? No, no, I think it's pre- it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, I I honestly just think they told these people just to go and act like a bunch of doofuses <laughs> and just respond to each other. <laughs> and it works though, dude. It's it's pretty hilarious. Uh, let's get into the music, the soundtrack, sound.
um, ghetto boys this time. What's that? No ghetto boys this time. No, which is surprising, right? Like you have one of the ghetto boys on here. Uh, you think at some point maybe throwing a ghetto boys song, uh, maybe even while upgrade was on screen, but they didn't do that, which is interesting. There is a lot of old school stuff, dude. It opens with yeah, you ain't getting old school is the word I would use. <laughs> it opens with Trio Sonata Number no. One in G, performed what by the that? Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, seventeen sixty. <laughs> Damn, son, <laughs> that's old school. It's as old school as it gets. Yeah, here's some of the, some of the years for some of these tracks. Seventeen sixty. Uh, one was eighteen eighty seven. Uh, we have an 1812 track in here, and an 1814, the Star Spangled Banner. Um, there are some 60s and 70s songs in here, and this is basically at the times when they're showing, like, um, I think one of the times they had the music playing was during the, uh, what is it called, in that stadium? It was like oh. more rock music type oh, of thing. during the rehabilitation? Yeah, rehabilitation. Yeah, with, the, with the guitar group? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole, a whole mm-hmm. set of bleachers, and everyone's got guitars, and they're all mm-hmm. jamming out the exact same way. Um, you know, we got some blues in here. We got Buddy Guy, the Hoodoo Man. Uh, I've never heard of Buck Owens, Buckaroos, but uh, they're on here. Um, for me, just like I say in a lot of movie or a lot of the stuff we watch, if the soundtrack feels like it fits what's happening, um, you know, I always I always think that's a success. That's that's a sign of, of a decent soundtrack. Now, if you have a soundtrack where you're just like, I just want to listen to that. I don't care if the movie's on. For me, that's an amazing soundtrack. If it throws you off, like They Live, where it's the mm. same song for almost every scene of the movie, um, that's when you're just kind of like, oh, I could do without. For me, this is right there in the middle. It was good. It propelled the movie. There was a lot of, you know, um, it evoked certain, you know, p- parts of, of comedy that were supposed to hit at a certain time. It, it works. It works for me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's, you're not weighed down by lyric. I mean, there's no, like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster when they're robbing something. There's There's nothing like that that's happening. It's just Joe is trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know of any you know, rock song talking about planting crops and <laughs> watering them and growing, you know, so right. it's, you know, but they, there is, I mean, I think at least every year, every other year, there's at least one student that does the effects of, for science fair, that does the effects of playing rock music versus classical music <laughs> when plants are in their gestation period or, or seeds are trying to yeah, seed or whatever, you know, so there's, there's probably some logic i mean mike judge is not a stupid guy and it's smart think about that right like he's got both he's got classical and he's got Mm -hmm. rock that's all you really have in this in this in this uh soundtrack and the score itself too is 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 pretty good certain parts the title screens certain sequences when they're first walking him out of uh you know out of the library he's getting escorted back out of there the first time like it it all for it, it all works and fits uh let's get into the special effects They definitely use a lot of computer-generated effects in this film. Some blue, oh, yeah. uh, some green screen. Um, I liked it. I think there was a, a, only a couple of times where I was just kind of like, you know, uh, overall though, everything I kept seeing where I could tell it was good, it was obviously special effects. I was like, wow, that's actually pretty good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's really effective. Like the uh, the mountains and mountains and mountains mm-hmm. of trash, and it just looked like it almost looked like a a scene in Star Wars. You were looking at the surface of a different planet. 
like sand dunes with that were backlit that you couldn't see and i think that was probably intentional so that they didn't have to put as much detail into it yeah. until they got real close up and then they could just put trash in a pile which was great too as it zooms mm-hmm. in onto that last one and you see him dump the, the, the last bunch yeah and then this the way that the avalanche goes it looked good i thought you know that's that's not cheesy looking it actually looks pretty decent it wasn't the most realistic realistic but man that's 2006 it was still pretty good yeah, it wasn't the end of Halloween three. <laughs> um, the one spot that I thought, you know, ooh, you can kind of tell it's green screen was when they were in Costco when they're walking because it did look like he was Luke uh, or Luke. Uh, yeah, it was Luke. Oh, Luke yeah, Wilson was, was yeah. doing the was doing fake walking. You know what I mean? Instead of actually walking with a camera that's He's tracking you, moving his feet. Instead yes, of it, it, it totally looked like that. Uh, but other than that, man, I got to tell you, like. The scene when when they were supposed to, uh, they're supposed to. You remember uh, Dax is taking him to the, the the time machine, and all of a sudden the the wrist gets scanned, and he's like, "You're you've got mm-hmm. a hu- fugitive." The car stops. Everybody, all these police come and just start shooting mm-hmm. the shit out of <laughs> the explosions. <laughs> great practical effects. But then there's a scene where one of the guys has a bazooka and it shoots backwards. Yeah, and then you see the plane come down. In the yeah. <laughs> like out in the distance. Yeah, <laughs> great. It looked great. I thought it was great. I really did. Slight overreaction, by the way. Yeah, just a, just a little, just a yeah. <laughs> just a little. Um, but I, I thought, you know, they did a really good job with with a lot of the effects in this. I don't think there was anything that threw me off, really. The the rehabilitation scene was a little, yeah, yeah, that's true. A little obvious. I mean, that wouldn't. I think that was probably the worst one because it involved a lot of different things and and you know proximity to to people. So that was probably a little bit more. Yeah, the guitars. Of, the guitars look like it was it was a bunch of guys and then just re like mirrors kind copy of, and pasted. Just kind of copied pasted yeah yeah that, I think that that's true um, that and you're right the stadium it wasn't like they they filmed in an actual giant you know whatever you want to call that it, it was the it Roman was, Coliseum yeah it was <laughs> definitely you know computer effects but you know it, it was passable um, yeah you're right that, I think you're right that's probably the only part of the movie that was a little bit questionable in terms of special effects practical all over the place the practical looked good i didn't think there was anything practical that that kind of threw me off yeah i think uh, it, otherwise very serviceable i agree um do you consider sound effects part of special effects no it's more of a that's more of like a production element um i think it <laughs> Because when they, he know. had that monster maybe, maybe. dildo on the front of his car Jeez. and it went flying through the air and they caught it, it had this like splattery sound to it, like <laughs> when they caught. You know, we do have it in in our in our breakdown here. We do have special effects, design effects, yeah. and/or production elements. So, yeah, I, I would say <laughs> for for our purposes, yes, sound design is different than a special effect. Yeah, in terms of the awards, but. True. For us, it's yeah. it's a sound. So <laughs> yeah, I think it falls into the same category. Um, they did a great job in terms of putting together what you know a, a, a general channel would look like in cable in the future with all of the like the, the streaming and and banners going by and flashing words and you know what it reminded me of was um, remember the show Press Your Luck? Oh with, yes, which with that is whole back thing on all ABC. the way around, yeah. It, yeah, it's been Elizabeth Bank hosts the, the the new version. That does it have whammies? Oh yeah, it's the really? whole thing. It's got the original it's, animations and everything. Does it really? Yeah, but it's not as dynamic as uh, watching people from the seventies not try to be 
TV famous for five minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. That's the big thing. It's like mm. so. Skip this one. Go back to the old ones. Watch some of the old ones. Yeah, which with whatever his name was. But it does. It does have that feel, right? All the like the flashing. Um, it's too bright. It looks I, like I any news the, channel you'd see right now too, with with like three or four different you know scrolling mm-hmm. images and. The, ba- the bottom right logo that slowly spins and mm-hmm. up here is like this is the drug company that sponsors this thing and yeah. dude it's definitely it's it's it was crazy it was definitely they're, crazy they're, they're selling sponsorships for every single square inch of uh, of their tv broadcast of, too of everything sponsorships all over walls like like wallpaper of sponsors the clothes they wore was all branded everything was branded in this thing this podcast is brought to you by carl's jr <laughs> If you don't like Carl's Jr., we're going to kick your ass. Yeah. If you don't like Carl's Jr., well, fuck you. <laughs> the, the smoking billboard, you see that guy smoking? He's like, if you don't like whatever these cigarettes are, well, fuck you. And he like stares stares down yeah. at you. <laughs> like, mean mug you. Oh, man. Yeah. I see you down there not smoking my cigarettes. Yeah. Overall, special effects and, and sound, all that kind of stuff for me was was really good, pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, okay, so now we're at, we're, 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 Jesus, I can't talk. We are at the time of the show where we discuss our favorite scenes, quotes. Um, I feel like this whole movie was my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Like immediately, and I'm not kidding. It's rare that this happens. I want to watch it again. Like I just, I really want to watch it again. It felt fun. I want to reach out to Anthony and be like, hey, have you ever seen Idiocracy? You haven't? He Sweet. Hasn't. Let's watch it together. He hasn't. <laughs> oh, I know he hasn't. That's why I'm happy. I'll get to see it again. <laughs> Give it about a week before you watch it again, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll wait. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot in this film that, to me, was just great. Like I said, we we talked about a lot of the my favorite parts as we went along here. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think what else was in there that I haven't mentioned yet. What about you? Well, I mean, the whole, you know, we were talking about, it, I think, ahead of time, when Mike judges is... is going through the uh the slideshow oh, and he's yes. like the pimp relations it's a very interesting <laughs> business let me tell you gentlemen i mean we didn't talk about it but that's mike judge being the guy that's in charge the the balding uh, military guy yeah. and uh, he always finds that he was staying in office space yep. and he's you know this guy uh critical to the plot but not he's serviceable he's, he's a serviceable background character that promotes the plot yeah or definitely. The, the reason for people to behave in the way that they do like like um What's her name from uh, Jennifer? Or was it? What is her name in the movie? Jennifer Aniston's movie, um, in Office Space. I don't remember. But, oh, you know, I forgot her name. Yeah, uh, Joanna. But Stan, Mike Judge, with a super awesome Jules Winfield from Pulp Fiction wig, <laughs> with a Jerry Curl wig. Uh, you know, puts her on her path. He puts uh, in this movie. He puts um, Joe and Rita on and. As we learned in the post credits, yep. ju- uh, upgrade with a double dose of pimping um, <laughs> on his uh, on his way too. Um, you know, further the plot along for those characters. Um, you know, the the in the House of Representing, uh, where <laughs> where um, Terry Crews pulls out the, the the machine gun and just starts shooting it in the uh, air. So good, dude. Uh, I mean, there's the. Um, you know, Fredo, I like money. I like sex. This is my technique. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the more disappointing parts, I think, is where um, where they bring Rita to Joe in the fields. And he's like, we're going to go down in the bushes. And they, <laughs> they're they like, I, I don't get it. And he has to do like the, 
the hand signal, you know, make the ring with your index and you yeah. make the AOK symbol and then put your other index finger through it. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they're like, they go and find them like, do you mind if we go family style? I'm like, I'm sorry. What was that? That's frightening to even say that. Yeah. That's I mean, right. just wow. But that tells you, right? Like, that's yeah. why the IQ is so bad at uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's great. Um, yeah, dude, there's so much to this movie. And the more you think about it, the more you're just like, oh, that was great. Like, th- this mm-hmm. one feels like one of those movies when you go back, you're going to catch more jokes as you go along. Um, I'm definitely down for doing it because I, en- I really enjoyed that. So let's get into our ratings for this, our thoughts, our final thoughts and ratings. Um. Like I said, I'd never seen this before, so, but I I know I knew I was getting into a Mike Judge film, so I knew I had I you know I was kind of I thought I was prepared for what was coming, and there was so much more in this that that was really good. There were things that kind of threw me off, like I said, we was like, oof, that doesn't really age well. But overall, this story is a great story. He was ahead of his time. Um, the acting is everybody was on point. They were exactly. I mean, this is this isn't like, you know. This isn't, you know, Jack Nicholson or Denzel Washington or Robert De Niro acting. Can you imagine if it was? <laughs> like, can you imagine Recast Denzel as the president? With everybody. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> we should do an episode, uh, an episode that's not that, but like recasting movies. Um, anyway. Um, um, but I yeah. have that on my list and we have talked about that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, Directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that, right? But you know what you're getting. So the people who are in this are still, for me, top tier actors in terms of comedic acting and for what that you know what you need here. I'm not saying top tier like with the heavy hitters, but for me, these guys are great. When you want comedies, you're you're putting together these kinds of comedies. This feels like if it's not Mike Judge, this would be a a, a Judd Apatow type of a thing. Like mm-hmm. you get these kinds of actors and actresses to fill these roles because they're very good at what they do and they do it very well. So when you have Maya Rudolph, when you have Terry Crews, you've got Luke Wilson, you've got all of these coming together. Even Dax Shepard fits in well with all of them. Um, they all play these characters so perfectly. It's, it's for me, it was extremely enjoyable soundtrack, you know, serviceable. It, it wasn't anything that threw me off or I was just like, Oh, you know, turn it down. I don't feel like listening to that right now. Um, you know, overall, highly enjoyed the film like i said this is something i want to watch again uh which is rare nowadays when i was younger i that's what i feel like i feel like i did when i was younger uh when i used to watch a movie get so much enjoyment out of it that i was like i want to experience it again i'll watch it all over again as i get older i find like my time is valuable i don't know that i want to watch even though i liked it like i only saw marvel movies once through i mean there's maybe a few i've seen a second time over um but this, I definitely put this on again. So we are doing ratings out of uh, full presidential pardons. A very topical <laughs> uh, rating scale today. For me, this gets uh, easily, easily um, a four point seven five. Oh wow! Presidential pardons, full presidential pardons. Yeah, there's just a, a few little things here and there. You know, again, it's it it's it's kind of dated, so there's certain references and things that you're just kind of like, it does slightly make you uncomfortable. And there were a few parts when we discussed it earlier where those special effects do look slightly hokier than than the rest of the film. But overall, you know, very enjoyable, and it, it's up there for me, four point seven five. Wow. Well, high praise for the uh, first time first time viewer. Um, <laughs> I'm going to echo a lot of what you said and I'll add a little bit more to it. Um, I have seen this movie uh, more than a few times, probably 
um, in total, I'd say probably 10 times ish, give or take, which is not quite the million that you said that I have seen it, but <laughs> it, it's, it's close. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's got a great cast. It's not, like you said, it's not the, uh, cast of Ron of the first Ron Burgundy movie or 40 year old right. virgin right. or, you know, uh, of that elk or, uh, it's not the, you know, the dark Knight cast, which that would be weird, but that would be interesting. <laughs> um, you know, but it, it, it has for the character choices, great, uh, great actors that are actors that greatly complement that type of acting. You know, if you want someone to chew the scenery, you put J.K. Simmons in it. If you want someone to, you know, be methodical and deep, Christian Bale. If you want an intimidating, crazy-eyed president, you put in Terry Crews. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Some, or if you want someone who wears a wig very well, same idea. Yeah. Um, someone who wears a pimp jacket and, or, and pimp suit, pimp hat, and pimp jacket very well, you pick Scarface. Uh, of the ghetto boys and you know but there's there's the acting is great the script is is at this point even more accurate than when it was written save for a couple things uh, as you mentioned Uh, so i do have to give it a small knock for that because you know the Mm -hmm. whole woke thing (laughs) um, this movie is it's very exploratory but ironically it's like the simpsons where things come true you're like what the hell Mm -hmm. you know do you have a time machine yeah yeah oh that thing's always broken you know with the un and charlie chaplin and leading the nazi race (laughs) we forgot that dude the two dinosaurs fighting were the nazis they were were and then the un (laughs) instead of the un yeah oh god um and then, you know, telling Frito at the end, like, you wouldn't have gotten any money if this wasn't a real time travel device. <laughs> but I like money. Yeah, yes, we know. Just doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the acting is great. The script is, uh, generally speaking, very, uh, very accurate, mm-hmm. scary accurate at times. Um, and, uh, you know, the the sound effects, the sound design, all that stuff was, was very... Um, I'd say for the time it was on point and the poster is quite funny. It's the Da Vinci yeah. thing, you know, but the guy's got a beer belly mm-hmm. and you know, he's kind of standing at uh, two of his legs are kind of turned. Like he's got a genetic deformity because he's either had too many kids or he's the product of a brother and sister <laughs> twice over or something like that. You know, both of his grandparents are also his aunt and uncle, <laughs> uh, you know, something along those lines. But uh, you know, and, and having Thomas Hayden church just kind of show up out of nowhere and you know, and and now seeing some of the some of the office space crew as well mm-hmm. uh, was kind of funny. Um, yeah, because the judge was also in office space. He plays yeah, Milton. It was Milton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, what's his name? I he was in um, it, yeah. um, no, it's gonna bother me now. Um, uh, Milton, Milton Adams. No, that, that was the character <laughs> in Office Space. Who's my, um, my stapler? Yeah, exactly. Uh, him. That guy. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, he shows up and, and his, his decree was quite funny. He's obviously wrong. Look at him. <laughs> we all know you did it. I love his Wolverine haircut too. Oh, I know. It was amazing. I know. Um, yeah, that, uh, that was always entertaining. Um, 
Sorry, I didn't mean to break so, your, your no, flow. No, it's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um, but the amount of pop cultural, you know, knowing, foreshadowing, and the current, um, the current pop culture, not like, not, you know, the fact that it's still in the lexicon of pop culture, the whole movie itself has mm-hmm. actually gained a lot of steam since 2006. Um, you know, uh, here's a depressing figure for you, Chris. The movie may the movie cost between two and four million, and it made in the box office four hundred and ninety five thousand dollars. Oh no! I know. Uh, however, it did make the all time list uh, six number six thousand nine hundred and fourteen <laughs> all time. <laughs> I don't know, man. If it hasn't yet, I feel like this is still going to be one of these films that becomes cult classic. Like, like oh, it already is. Oh, okay, it thank you, is. thank God, because this is brilliance, man. This is such brilliance in this film. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, y- you can't go wrong with this movie. You know, it's you know, it's um, you know, it it, it is a great movie. It's uh, Stephen Root is that guy's name, by the way, who played mm-hmm. Milton. Um, so, you know, just knocking it for one or two things that don't age at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go very close to you, 4.65 out of five pardons. And, um, I will pose full presidential pardon, excuse me. Uh, and, and that is relevant in the movie. We're mm-hmm. not just making a political <laughs> yeah. commentary. Yeah, here. Yeah. Although there's a the reason. whole movie, there's a reason we did this movie <laughs> Yes, because today is inauguration day. But at the same time, this movie is a whole political commentary. Oh yeah, um, and uh, satire and such. But I'm going to pose a question to you, Chris. What if you showed this movie to someone who is roughly our age, but a little bit more? Let's let's classify them as woke, but head up their ass woke. Can't get out of their oh, own way. Woke. I don't know that they'd like it. I think uh, the uh, second one of those words drops, they'd be like, "Okay, I'm done. I don't need to see like, this anymore." We're not friends anymore. Yep. If this I, is, I, I, can't, if, I can't believe you would play me play something like this. If this is what you find funny, <laughs> no, I find funny the way you're reacting to it because yes. it is a It is obviously a commentary on yes. how things have progressed to the dumber as opposed to to the aware, more yes. aware, and more that's alert. the message. That's yeah. the message that if we don't take care more and we don't make sure that we're you, you know educated and we read more and and we just continue to sit and watch honey boo boo and <laughs> you know squatch hunters and you know ice road, ice truckers, road truckers and like <laughs> 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 exactly though dude right like so you keep watching that garbage like at some point in the future this could be our uh, you know our fate which is is, is a, definitely a scary thing so um yeah I'm definitely we're putting this one on the shelf, man. The DVD shelf. This is a great one. I'm glad you suggested this. I've never seen it, so now I'm happy I have. And like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to watching it again. Um, next next week we're doing something a little different. We're going old school, uh, old old school. This is a 1960s film, right? 1963. 1963. We are going to be checking out Alfred Hitchcock's The Burb. I was going to say The Burbs. The Burbs. Yeah, the Burbs. <laughs> Multiple winged tree-dwelling animals. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? They said when you got here, the whole thing started. Who are you? What are you? Where did you come from? I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil. Evil! There you go. Uh, I've never seen it. 
So mm-hmm. I've seen a few Hitchcock films. I used to, you know, growing up, I love film and I love horror and knowing that he was one of these kind of pioneers in, you know, the horror genre. Um, I, I always thought yeah, I wanted to see a lot of his movies and there are a handful of movies I've seen that he's done that I, I absolutely love. So I'm really interested to see this one and see how I'm going to feel myself. You said you've not seen it either. I have not, no. This will be interesting. Definitely be interesting. All right, guys. uh, Thanks so much again for listening. We do appreciate it. Sean, what do you want to tell the people before we head out? To be smart. Wear a mask. Hopefully the end is near. I mean, but there's a new strain of coronavirus out there. So, um, (laughs) ooh, isn't that that exciting? Yeah. Ooh, we. So be safe, be smart, mask up, and stay indoors if you have to. Do the things that you're supposed to do, like wear a mask and uh, don't breathe or cough on people. Don't be a dumbass. And um, yeah, be yep. smart about it. Don't be an idiocracy. Don't be a don't be a an extra for don't, idiocracy. Don't be a Frito. Yeah, jeez. Don't be a, a, you mean a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> and as always, guys, it is now time to unsilence your phones.